You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. The incredible folks in Alpha Wolf have invited us to return to their beautiful country. Uh, fun fact, the last tour the band did before I joined um, was in Australia, and that was eight years ago. So pretty crazy. Alpha Wolf will be headlining alongside us, Great American Ghost, and Pale Dusk. So what a fucking bonkers lineup that is. Couldn't be more stoked to make the trip. Thank you again to the dudes over there for inviting us. Seriously, nicest lads. And uh, it was great to bump into them when we were uh, all playing the Palladium recently. Um, and again, everybody listening, I hope you had a great weekend. I did. Today I ripped some of the new Magic set, Streets of New Capenna, and it was awesome. I got some great mythics. Can't wait to put them in my uh, angel deck. And I'm going to build my first commander deck. So um, I'm sure you're all really excited for me. Now you're just like, what a fucking nerd. Well, you know, I'm excited. But I shouldn't be talking about magic. I should be talking about the Callous Cowboys. The Callous Cowboys were one of the bands that really won me over during the darker times they're full of so many elements that i've loved over the years like seisha to dillinger skate plan to cursive and it's just epic experimental screamo metalcore it's wild carson pace the uh front person of this band is someone that i've really grown to admire i just find them so interesting and really love the art that they've been creating i think their music sounds the way i i feel when i perform or just sometimes in general like i'm a spaz i make weird noises that aren't words and i run around like a goblin man and the frantic yet like beautiful compositions they they take you on a journey and the lyrics are engaging and help you to get to know the band better there's so many elements here that i connect with and i think that the more exposed they become on this ridiculous flat earth the bigger they will get and uh it's just so eye-catching and interesting so how can you not fall in love with them they're great i surely did so here we go Hey, buddy. Hey. 
<laughs> hey, are you ready to get tucked today? Of course I am. I do. Do I have to perform the theme song live or no? Are, are you going to do it? Imagine if I did that someday. That would be sick. Like if I got the band to play it, that would be tight. That'd be sick. Do, be who plays stoked. it? Is it all you on the? No, I wrote an acoustic version where I just did the like, get to no, you wanna get to the finger, yeah. gotta get. And I sent it to Dan, and Dan made the full band version and sent it back to me. And then That's I screamed so awesome. on it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I screamed on it and sent it back, and he made it sound good. Yeah, he is awesome. He is a very supportive fella. Um, That's so dope. Yeah, guy riffs hard. Uh, one, yeah, we were just having a nice talk about bald people and how my head is uh-huh. very shiny currently. Yes, which, yes. Um, here's, I, yeah, it was interesting. I had with being bald. I, I, we did that August Burns Red tour, mm-hmm. and I had like my long COVID beard, and I looked at pictures of myself after, and I just had this day. I was like, oh, I look so old. Like I'm not <laughs> that old. Like I don't need to be a grandpa yet like i don't so i'm trying to yeah capture some you, youth again you guys touring with august burns red too that's like a that's like a series of baldies right like just one after the other on stage well on that tour there was there was me jake dustin and yeah. jt because yeah. JT from Era is bald too, so yeah. a bunch of fucking baldies on that tour. But so much bald and beard, where I was like, I'm gonna not have a beard anymore. I currently have a short one, but it's about to go. Right? Away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just shaved the other night because I was on I was on Facetime with somebody, and it looked so scraggly on Facetime that I was yeah. like, I'm gonna shave this fucking beard right now. My my missus enjoys it. I'm going to turn up even more. Uh, my missus oh, enjoys it. So um, but uh, I think at this point, um, I'm just trying to hold on to the little youth I have. But fuck me oh. and my fucking bald dying ass. Like, who oh. gives a shit about that? Let's talk about the best football team to ever screamo. <laughs> fucking sure. The, the, da, the da, callous, that. You got it. Uh, the, 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 the cow. Are you actually having trouble with it, or is this no? A the cows down, boys, baby. <laughs> Woo! No, uh, have you received a cease and desist by Jerry Jones yet for any like trademark stuff? No. Um, I assume that it's coming eventually. Um, although I think. As far as I know, we can legally get away with it to a degree. Um, I feel like as long as you uh, change the star logo just enough, like even if it was uh, like, it's, you know, the Post Malone version, it's barbed wire versus just being a normal star. Like that's like, right, sure. oh, you can't sue me for this. Yeah, um, no, that is, that is kind of what our thinking. I mean, like when we did, the shirt with the star on it. We did it as a, we did it as a pentagram. Um, and that's how we got around it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, cause Satan and all that jazz. Um, Satan is super cool. I'm a big fan of Satan. <laughs> it's been a big part of my brand. Sure. Yeah. It's so dope. Yeah. You know? Um, so when we did that, like, uh, I, our, the lawyer at the label was like, 
you have to make this more distinct. I'm like, it's a pentagram, buddy. It's okay. Um, yeah. But we, we've yet to receive a cease and desist. Um, and if we do, I mean, I assume I don't we can actually just think you it. will. I think you'll be all yeah. right. Um, no, I think we'll be fine. But it's funny. In the last episode, I just uh, uploaded it today. Um, it's with Benny from Avoid. And we talk mm-hmm. about how you're, you have the best band name. And oh, brand because it is the Benny. best. He, I love Benny. Same. I love what a guy! Um, what a dude! Big fan what a of that vocalist! Um, Dude's yeah, nice. he's crazy. Uh, yeah. I I hope that we get to do shit with them soon, um, because it's like it's very nice to like, especially on the on the show that I came out to is you know you guys planet and avoid and uh, hollow front and it was it was just nice to see bands that are clearly having as much fun as, as we do when we play. Um, yeah. And you know, just it's, it's, it, you was, could very much tell that every, everybody was friends on that tour. Yes. So, and a lot of that was thanks to them, uh, because of the energy they brought forth and yeah. not knowing them before that tour, like at all, never met any of them yeah. uh, leaving. I was definitely left with a massive impression, but, um, you know, I was having this thought. I was like, what would be if we were put together like Fit for a King's most fun tour ever uh, and like go eclectic with the bill? Imagine this night. Okay. And we'd probably have to, I don't, you know, they might have to headline, uh, but regardless, I just think this would be very fun. Okay. You guys, Bill Murray, Lorna Shore, Fit for a King. What oh a night God. of music. That would, that would be, be so much fun. So much fun. We just um, we just played with Bill Murray two nights ago. Yeah, how Monday was night. it? Um, it was great. It was awesome. Um, I think that uh, I think that uh, the Bill Murray crowd uh, maybe isn't as were they old. scared or confused? They weren't scared or confused. They were a great crowd and they bought merch and that was cool. Um, we sold we sold a lot of small T shirts that night. Whereas yeah. uh, you know. On on most nights we we sell a lot of you know bigger t shirts. But anyway, yeah. Um, well, I think it seems like he has a very like young, unique crowd. Yes, I, I think that they don't like. I think that maybe they're not as old as us, and you know, so maybe they like don't know who Botch is or don't know who Converge is or something. So like, I think that maybe like it was like they were like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Um, and yeah, but you know, but it was awesome. I, I love playing to people who have never heard of us before. Was he it's, headlining? It's, he did. Headline. They, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they. I never know whether. I guess like it is a solo act with a full band. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and they all seemed. They all seemed like they were like part of the band. We didn't really get to hang out as much as I as as uh, I would have liked, but um, like you know. They they all seemed the band, like they were all, yeah. yeah no 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 that band very rocks. sick yeah very um, very sick they were super so. fun to watch uh, their crowd was just like so happy to be there we played um I'm sure you played there before with one of your bands but uh, played New Brooklyn Tavern in, oh yeah uh, Columbia yeah oh yeah um which we love playing there um 
but uh you know we're too many people so fitting on that stage sucks <laughs> well i can imagine that's an issue everywhere and, and just to end this tidbit on bill murray i have that song the fuck and lonely and lonely and lonely yeah. as fuck stuck in my head and yeah it's that's so a good, good song and his voice is just incredible i'm a i'm a fan so i think uh, yeah. i think it's really cool that like it's a and I, I saw a video about this the other day about like how the music industry kind of gives everyone like a really cool second chance um, sometimes. And I, I think that like, you know, he was in attack attack and all that jazz and whatnot. And he just seems so much more comfortable and happy in, in Bill Murray. Yes. And it's so awesome. I think that's Absolutely. so cool. I think yeah. that most people can't relate to what it's like being 15 to you know, 20 years old and have your band become the uh-huh. biggest band overnight yeah. where like Caleb is younger than I am, you know, by really? a couple years. Yeah. By a couple wow. of years. Wow. And that's the thing you don't think about how much these individuals, Johnny included, because Bill Murray is an independent project. They're slamming. They're doing yeah. really, really great, pulling great numbers for shows, not choosing not to tour a lot. I'm sure the offers are coming in. But yeah, <clears throat> it's very interesting to think about how much those people have accomplished in such a short period of time. And I would not have handled the pressures as gracefully as either of those individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for the whole squad. And I'm sure, you know, the new Attack Attack um, – I saw their tour did really well and it seems like people are really excited. And I think, you know, people just want to hear those songs again. And, um, you know, Caleb and Johnny are just doing different things, which is totally cool. Um, I mean, I, I honestly think that like the, the whole like getting back together to like, to, to do something for like the sake of nostalgia is always like, especially when someone so clearly doesn't want to do it like that, that always like kind of bums me out. And you know, when I, when I saw that attack attack was, you know, back together as it were, I was like, Oh man, I hope that, you know, doesn't mean that like, you know, someone needs money and they have to come back and, you know, do this like half assed reunion or whatever. But you know, yeah. it's, it's awesome. I mean, Beartooth is killing it. Bill Murray's killing it. Um, well, attack attack was a band that I loved when I was like, you know, 13. So dude, I, I had that shirt with like the foil chain on it and whatnot. Dude, and I yeah. did like, I saw them on that first tour and, you know, I definitely yeah. was, uh, you know, a fan of it. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what the motives were to bringing that band back. Um, yeah. but I will say that, uh, in terms of new music that, you know, each project's created the, the song that, that stuff I heard from them, I wasn't quite as into, but, um, sure. as yeah. of recently I've been, I mean, obviously I fuck with bear tooth. I've toured with that band a lot. I fucking yeah, love yeah. those guys. They're great. Um, yeah, yeah. and, uh, they're actually in the area tonight. They're like an hour away from me, but I'm not driving to Long Island. That sounds that. No, like no. a terrible idea. But um, <laughs> yeah, I recently listened to Bill Murray um, and like went through a ton of the catalog. And yeah. I was just like, holy shit, this guy is just hooks for days. And what an so eclectic many. type of like, what an eclectic band. 
you know, Definitely. there's just so much going on and I love all of it. And, uh, yeah, it's great. And I think that's, I think that's why we were, we were probably pitched to open that show. Um, just being that both of our bands, you know, do so much in the span of three minutes or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it well, was super. It was super cool to be included in that. With that, enough about other fucking bands, right? Let's <laughs> talk about yours because that would be cool. Um, we and, can talk about anything you like, buddy. I just like talking to you, dude. Sam, you guys were one of those bands that during the pandemic, it was like a you know during during the dark times, yeah, of that were uh, you know mentioned or just like discovered. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. like a new a new flavor, and I was like, "Oh, this is one of the most interesting things I've heard in a very long time." And I like I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before, but I'm an avid screamo fan, and like I'm talking like old school, like the first EP or first like mixtape I ever got was from my neighbor, and it was like Seisha and the Locust and shit like sure. that. Where yeah, I was no. like, so hearing. You know, it went from that to like, you know, Dillinger and, you know, Glass John, AFI and Thursday and that whole era of like, you know, there was some more techier stuff in the botches to Norma Jeans and Converges and whatnot. But but your band is like this, a little bit of a dip into nostalgia, but it's very progressive. and. I think that was one of the things that when I heard you were coming to the show, I was just so excited to finally get to like meet you in person and pick oh, your brain dude. a little bit, which we did end up spending the majority of after the show chatting, which was great. Yeah, no, um, that was, that was great. That, that really meant a lot to me because you are, I have listened to the show before. Um, and like you. you both as a performer and like just as a guy, as someone I, I greatly admire. And, oh, um, thanks, man. And, thanks, you know, there's a, I, I texted you, like, what, two weeks ago? Because I was really excited about something that I can't yeah. talk about yet. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, Tuck's, Tuck's going to appreciate this. Tuck, like, this is, Tuck is the guy to tell about this. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to keep uh, secrets because that is super crazy psycho mode. And when everyone... Yeah hears about it and sees it, they will understand. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm so excited to announce that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that stuff like that happens for unique bands where, you know, it. I I don't know how much touring experience the Callous Dow Boys has or, mm-hmm. you know, really, I, I don't know too much about your history at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. But I think that when you have a combination of incredibly eye-catching, cool brand, incredible music, unique songwriting, unique band, like how do you not just want to be like, well, if I have to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a suit. Yeah. If I have to (laughs) put my fucking money on some sort of screamo thing, well, shit. All right, that one seems right, the most yeah. interesting. It immediately is the most interesting person in the room. Um, that is that has always been the goal. Is like because I don't I don't really um care about uh and, and you know it's funny as being our guitar player Dan uh I was I was talking to him the other day about this is like 
Um, you know, like breakdowns are cool. I love breakdowns, all that stuff. But like the reason why people remember Dillinger isn't because they had good breakdowns. They, they had great breakdowns, but yeah, you know, the reason why people love them and remember them is because they like made you fucking feel something. Um, yeah, I guess for me, it was like when like sunshine, the werewolf starts yeah, and you're like, Oh, this is, this is the most visceral thing I've heard. And this is right. Like, yeah. They just always, when it was painful, it sounded like it. And when it was beautiful, it sounded like it. And it ebb and flowed perfectly. But that band also is a freak combination of, oh, let's just have like the best players on the whole fucking planet. Yeah, and we'll all be in a band together and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, you know. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. yeah and, and, you know. I think a large part of their success is because they were just fine sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, yeah. You know, regardless of who they were touring with or playing with. So yeah. One of the um, tours I saw them on was nightmare of you, them and AFI. That's crazy. Yeah. It was great. That's it's insane. Like, this was like a um, uh, beginning of December underground touring cycle. No shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So uh, similar to that, like, we don't care who we're playing with. We don't care who we're touring with. We just know that we're going to get on stage and we're going to, you know, be the most visceral, uh, most one of a kind thing on that show. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is, that's always just been our goal to, you know, and even when it comes to like playing tight, we're like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. As long as you're throwing your instrument around. Yeah. The world is teetering back to that. You know what I mean? I think that, there people got so stoked on technology where they're like, yeah. no, everything has to be so perfect and psycho. Yeah. And they forgot about like the chariots of the world where it was like, no, 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 no. How many times did the bass go behind his head? And he, he just goes, <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and I, it, it just, and that's one thing that I, you know, obviously like the way that I play, it's I was, one of the I things I like about your band yeah. where I'm yeah. like, oh, finally, like other people are like, yeah, none of this matters. <laughs> like, no. Because no, that's mean, like, the thing, like tight breakdowns and stuff, they are cool, but no one, my, my thing with being like a bass player in a band has just always been like, well, no one's ever going to remember me for a bass riff. Like the likelihood of it is slim. Just the way that the songs are written, it's damn near impossible. Yeah, for sure. And it's a guitar influenced genre and Mm -hmm. you know, there's just not really that room for it. The only band that ever really like influenced me in terms of like bass stuff was like the tone of Glass John, like the riffs of like a hunter and AFI or like something like that, where it was like fucking punky bassers. But I will always remember a fucking story of the year or the chariot or Seosin or whatever, because they climbed shit and did 800 guitar spins and put right. on the yeah. best show I had seen. And I just like that more. That's what I want. Which Me is what too. your band like, does. Yeah. I, I, the technical wankery, like it's cool. Um, you know, I think it's really cool when people can do it, but it's cool on Instagram. And when it's right in front of you in a guitar center or yep. on a stage, it's like, all right, it's like, this is, this is fine. But like, you know, what am I, what am I supposed to do with this? And all even right. like, 
bands that we're like really good friends with, like Crypto Dira, like yeah, that band is insane. They're insane and they're so good at their instruments. And I don't know how they do it, but they are also like they have fantastic stage presence. And you know, like I've seen Mike or Scott like you know flub a note or something like that, but it's just like doesn't matter because they're about to like you know do some crazy riff and then toss the guitar behind their head like that band yeah. is is a great example of you know a band that balances it really well and you know i'll have to a- watch them live i've never seen them live i've just listened to it um oh yeah no but- you you um i don't want to spoil anything but you yes. should see them and the callous Cowboys um sometime this year uh, <laughs> that sounds great. Would love to. That sounds yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yes, um, so I guess let's go back. Okay. I want to yeah. know how the Callous Dow Boys began. Like you've okay. probably been in other bands and shit in your life. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so Maddie, uh, our, our guitar player, um, our other guitar player, we have two, uh, if you can believe that. Um, wow. It's not a no, it's not. I wish it was. Not um, yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. They fight till the death, and then one of them stabs the other one, and then he's... Yeah. All right. And no, the loser is replaced by a MacBook. That's correct. That would be awesome. Yay! Yeah, it's so tight. It's so tight and lifeless. <laughs> um, no, uh, Maddie, um, Maddie and I... I told this story yesterday in an interview too, which is very funny, but um, Maddie and I met at a uh, Christian coffee shop open mic um, in when we were 17. Yeah. Um, That's pretty it, cool. It's so dope. Uh, we were, we were 17 and like we met at that open mic and then I don't know why, but we were just like, let's start a band. Like, fuck it. Um, and I, uh, I'd been in bands throughout, you know, middle school and high school, but like nothing serious. I, we had never like played a show. That's not true. That's not true. I, I was in one band that played one show. Um, okay. and, uh, it was like Manchester orchestra influence type stuff. Cause that was my favorite Ooh. band at the time. And they they still are my still favorite band. My fa- yeah. I would, they're top five for me. I would say a black mile to the surface is my favorite record of the last 10 years. I, I would agree with you. I think that record is paced nearly perfectly, and there isn't a single bad song on it. I, I love that album. It so is, much. Uh, yeah, it's like my, that record makes me really happy. Like, I can, it's yeah. my yoga record. Like, I can put that oh, on yeah. and, like, and it's my warm up song too, where, like, even I'll get in the shower after we play a show and I notice you. When you notice in me, yeah, and it just it like it just yeah, never never uh, ceases to like take me out of like a weird funk and make me feel. Good. It's great. I love that record so much. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I I love that band to death. And I mean, I it, I mean you're ninth, Georgia boy, so that's true. Know, that's true. Um, that makes sense. Ninth and tenth grade, I had like a like a Manchester Orchestra ripoff band that was really bad. That's um, sick. I'm 33 and, then, <laughs> and I have a Manchester Orchestra ripoff band. <laughs> yeah, but yours is good. Yours is really good. Thanks, um, man. I definitely want to be like him. But, <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Um, and then, like, so also in high school, I like got. Uh, this is this is a part that I do not share, but just for you, Tuck, I'm, I'm sharing yes. it for you. 
um, I did like EDM DJing. Oh, um, fuck. It, yeah. Yeah. So like, that's how I know everything that I know about production. Um, okay. it's just because like I was trying to be Skrillex, um, that's for like, whole high school. Um, and Maddie met me while I was still trying to be Skrillex and we just started this band that was like a very like at the drive-in influence. Um, and, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We, we both got like really into like, we, we like got into bands like together. Like we got into the Mars Volta together. We got into Godspeed, you black emperor together. Like, Oh, nice. Um, all that. Have stuff. you ever and seen then, Godspeed live? Uh, I've seen them once and I'm seeing them again for the second time on Friday. Yeah. Nice. I saw them once. I thought they were great live. Very heavy. They're so cool. Um, I I think like so loud. Um, Maybe the loudest band I've ever heard. It's that fourth guitar player that really punches, packs a punch. Um, Oh yeah. I think them and, um, Oh God, who was loud as shit when I saw Jerome's dream was loud as fuck when I saw I them, but I that. also saw them in a very small room. They're a, they're a screamo. They're a screamo oh, okay. group. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, Maddie and I like were in this not great indie rock band and, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know like what spawned it, but I was kind of like going back and like listening to some heavier stuff and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I just wrote a bunch of heavy riffs on a guitar that was like the guitar that I was using to write indie rock. And I was like, shit, I think I need an LTD. Um, nice. So like we are the EMGs, bro. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, uh, we wrote like three songs and then I was like, well, shit, we need somebody to sing these. Um, and, uh, instead we just got another guitar player and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll sing it. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever, you know, been behind the mic and not had a guitar in my hand. Um, and yeah, it, it's, we just went for it after that. And it was, it was so, so you interesting. guys just always stuck together and it kind of eventually evolved yeah. into the Cal yeah, Style yeah. Boys. So Cal Style Boys wasn't your first band, but it, you kind of, but not kind of a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, that's cool. That's very cool. We, we started it concurrently with the indie rock band. Um, and the indie rock band just kind of like fell apart because we were too busy doing Dowboy shit. Um, and it Who was came so, up with it the was name? so wild. Um, the you know it's funny is the guy who we originally thought was going to sing the songs. His his name's Grant. He lives in Na- Nashville now. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he's still doing music. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he was like, "You should call the band the Callous Dow Boys." And I was like, "Okay." And then I told Maddie, and she was like, "That's fucking hilarious. We should run with that." So none of us even named it. He named the band and then moved to Nashville, <laughs> which is hilarious. So what? that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah what it's, a great it's name. Yeah, no. Yeah. So he's, he's responsible for that good of a name. And he, we've talked a little bit over the years about like, he's like, it's crazy. Like I came up with that band name and you guys are like doing crazy shit. And you know, I'm like, yeah, I know it's, it's wild. You <laughs> I, well, he's responsible for the for the brand. 
That's psycho. I mean, maybe he'll come after you guys legally someday too, and that'll be sick. So Jerry Jones that'll and awesome. him sue you yeah. at the same time. I hope that'd so, be so dude. fucking I fucking cool. Hope so. And then they come back and they use this podcast episode as evidence <laughs> where they're like, "You talked about it, motherfucker," but then we'll be like, "Nah, dude, you don't see a face or anything. That's not actually his voice. We made all of it up. None of yeah. my interviews were real. None of it is real. We're not real. The Earth." is flat we are in the matrix yeah, dude. that's the that's the alex jones defense when he was trying Honestly? to get his kids back he was like he was like it's all a character it's fine <laughs> yeah i mean i think uh for me even though as a devotee to flat earth and scientology sure. and all sorts of other really sure. cool shit um i just um i i I'm scared that I'll be on a boat someday and it'll fall off. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I often have the same thought, but you can't, you can't forget about how there's a, there's an ice wall that surrounds the Earth, and then behind that are the hidden continents such as Lemuria and Atlantis. Um, and uh, but what or, about or the, the giant red-headed water? people on the inside of the Earth? Redheaded people? I mean, where do you think I come from? Why, why yeah, do you think I'm so pale? It's because I yeah, haven't been you're getting... part of the the, yeah, the redheaded hollow earth, yeah. hollow earth people. There you go. See, that's really so the callous dow boys invented hollow earth. And you can earth. you can put us down as that. That's, that's totally basically fine. what we just said. Yeah, that's exactly um, correct. So I guess like pre-pandemic. You guys really hadn't done like too too much, right? Um, I mean, released like some music, but nothing like too serious. Did you tour at all? So we toured a little bit off Die on Mars, our our first full length. Um, I guess is that pre? Yeah, that was twenty nineteen. So it was like right at that, that time. You also you played a show with, or maybe a couple shows with Silent Planet too. Right. Uh, we played. We played a show with them in Grey Haven the day before everything shut down. Pretty much. Um, it, it was so fucked up because, like, we played that show. It was you know sold out um, in Atlanta. It was so much fun. Um, we really like buddied up with Grey Haven and and uh, Silent Planet at that show. And uh, that band so, is fantastic too. Grey Haven, dude. Uh, that uh, I am so proud of them for that new record. I think they it's released so something. Uh, did they just yeah, release yeah. something? Yeah, I gotta their, go their new album that. just came out. Um, uh, which you know, it, it's it's perfect. It's amazing. It's so good. You should check it out. I'll have to um, go listen to them. Um, yeah. So we like uh, Garrett offered for us to like come play the hometown show of that tour. Like he was like, hop on the lineup. It's going to be the biggest show that any of us have ever played. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, of course. Um, and, uh, like it was, it was very sweet. And then, um, everything shut down the day after. <laughs> um, and you know, like uh, we were just like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to do. Um, and you know, we had a lot of tours planned for, for that summer. Um, and we were just like, all right, I mean, I guess like we're going to put off recording, um, and, and just tour all summer. Um, and 
you know, even a couple weeks into the pandemic, we were still getting tour offers, um, to like, you know, do full us stuff. And then it, it became pretty evident that none of that was going to happen. You know, um, it's, it's interesting though, because I feel like in a way it gave people enough time to digest die on Mars. Yes. And yeah, at least like it feels fresh still. Mm-hmm. Although Definitely. you did have some time with it. Um, I think yeah. it's a really like a perfect introduction to the band. If you're you. like a first time listener, when you go and just spin that record, which I did have a question. Um, Talk to um, me. on the, the, the side story song, die on Mars side story. Who uh-huh. sings that? Uh, that's our buddy, Johnny. Um, he's, he is in a band called the mob tones here. Um, and I should have credited every feature on the record, uh, but I wanted to do the Kanye West thing where it was like a surprise and it was only in the liner notes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's our buddy, Johnny Hendricks. Um, he's oh. such a good singer. He's so, yeah, so good. beautiful voice. He I has really an amazing voice. And it's, I feel bad. I feel like I slighted him because everyone thinks that's yeah, you me. did. What a dick. I know. I know. I feel like an asshole about it. Um, all the features on the new record are credited too. So, Johnny, I, I hope you don't feel. <laughs> I don't, That's I, good. I talk to him pretty often, and uh, he's he's just he was just happy to be a part of it. Um, so I, I that is like one of my favorite moments on the record is I just I gave Johnny lyrics that I had written, and I was like, "Can you just come up with a melody for these?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And he added and he back in like, like two days. Just be beautiful. Here you go. Yeah, no. He's such a good singer. Hey, yeah. hang on one second. I have to go get my laptop charger. Okay. Back. My bad, bud. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I I definitely agree that um, it gave more people time to digest IMRs. And um, I think, like, our fan base only grew over the pandemic. And um, it's, it's weird because now IMRs is about to be, like, three years old. And uh, we're still kind of touring off of it. Um until the new album comes out this year. Um, so which is it, okay. I think no, that's totally, totally cool. fine. Yeah. Glass I'm Jaws, into it. Glassjaw toured off worship and tribute for like 20 years. So <sighs> that band. Yeah. I mean, we could, I could, I could start an entire podcast with you, a whole other podcast from get talked where we just break down every Glassjaw song together every episode yeah it's pretty psycho to think about bands like that that are able to have such small catalogs but hold such insane weight where it is i mean justin and daryl both are you know superstars and geniuses Mm -hmm. yeah but like i just i guess just as like an artist as someone who tries to create something that anyone would deem as like important Uh why do some people get to be so important and i just (laughs) like i'm trying to just like have my piece of the pie you know what i mean where it's like wow you guys are like still hold so much weight um yeah i mean that is like it is wild to think about like when when you really think about it there's only like there's only like 40 glass jaw songs yeah and all of them rip and bang, and they're incredible. Um, Forty released Glassjaw songs. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Um, 
And it's it, it really like fucks me up to think about. I'm like, wow, my favorite band only has three full length albums. Like, it's really yeah, crazy. It's an interesting thing. There are a few bands that are in that league, and um, most of them are really obnoxiously good. And like, even yeah. you know, one of the ones that a big reason why I play bass and sing the starting line. Yeah, you know their third record, they put out this fucking straight banger and then they're like nah like i don't think it went as well as we wanted it to so we're gonna (laughs) just break up oh yeah fucking great idea like you know guys (laughs) can you just not and then but still they do like holiday shows and they'll play um you know occasionally and everyone still gives a fuck and their streaming numbers are still really good yeah yeah I mean, that's, oh, sorry, that was like the, no, you're totally good. Uh, I mean, that was the spot that I guess like at the drive-in was in for a while and uh, maybe they're still in it. I don't know. Um, but like, that was, the, I, I, that's like the spot that boys night out is in. Did you ever get into boys night out? Only a little bit when the hand clapping was a thing. Um, right. I yeah. remember that like era of them, that like record or two. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I was not like a diehard for that band. I'm a diehard for that one record. Um, I, I'm not terribly familiar with everything else, but oh, okay. like, you know, they announced, if they announced that they were doing a, a tour for that record, or like even like Armor for Sleep, like yes. Armor for Sleep tours Love like every band. four years. Yeah, no, what to do when you're dead is like, but I don't know. Uh, just you know, I've listened album. to interviews with Ben and he talks about how. It when that last for that last record, it was like he wrote a record and then the label was like, nah, go write another record. And then he wrote another yeah. record and they were like, well, it's okay. Why don't you go keep writing the record? And then like writes another half a record. And by the time they like just I want to hear the first one, whatever it was yeah. that he first did. I yeah. want to hear that because I know that that would be great. Well, it's, a, they it's were the wrong. curse of it's the curse of the <laughs> album after the big album. You know, yeah, like that. No matter what the Mars Volta did after Francis the Mute, it was going to be like, you know, seen as you know the, yeah. the follow up to that record. You know, well, like, and crack is rough. hard to do and be in a band. Absolutely, crack is so crack is a hard to do. Crack <laughs> is b hard to, hard to do when you're in a famous band. Yeah, like, you know, that's a pickle, you know, to yeah, say the yeah. least, where, <laughs> you know, that, yeah, and, like, that band, uh, again, musicianship-wise, 20 yeah. billion out of 10, um, oh. party-wise, fucking beyond the sun and back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So did, you just, ever, did you ever read that interview with, with Cedric where he was, like, he was like, yeah, I think at one point I was spending like $1,000 a week on weed. And I was like, that's awesome. It's so dope. That's amazing. You know, just on something so simple, too. You yeah, know, no, like, absolutely. How much weed are you smoking? Okay, if you're, well, I know how much weed you're smoking if you're spending $1,000 a, a week on weed. $1,000 on Especially weed, Especially yeah. back then, too, you know, but... That's crazy. What a band, though. Love them. But fuck that band, stupid fucking band. Let's get back to your band. Uh, 
What's up, Mother Tuckers? Do you want to work with your favorite artist looking for that epic feature so everyone will know how badass your band is because they currently don't, but you need them to, and now they're gonna go check out FeatureDex.com. We have an insane selection of singers, screamers, guitarists, bassists, drummers, and graphic designers. You can even have Ryan Kirby from our band, Fit for a King, sing or scream on your song. Maybe you want Austin Archie from Lorna Shore to write the most insane drum parts ever for your band. Well, they can. Go now to FeatureDex.com and book them! Do it now! All right, this week's mid-roll mosh is that song about thorns and roses and shit by Under the Pier. This was selected by Carson and... Uh, I like it. Under the Pier is a mathcore band from Baltimore, Maryland. Keeps us on this journey into like nostalgia, but has some current flavor to it. In their bio, Metal Injection said that they remind them of Into the Moat and Red Chord, uh, which I fully agree with. And those bands were fucking sick. And so is this band. And I got to see both those bands on the same uh, tour lineup back in the day with BT Band when BT Band was putting out in Alaska. It was sick. What a tour. Um, well, I hope you guys like it. Brace yourselves. It's about to get a little crazy up in here. A little chainsaw action. Here it is. That song about thorns and roses and shit. By Under the Pier!
Okay. My so, favorite thing to talk about. The only thing I really can talk about. <laughs> all that really matters, you know. No one else yeah. matters. And nothing else matters. Yeah, well, <laughs> I give it to him sometimes. But brief article, new single, new stuff. Yeah. We're moving yeah. on. We died mm-hmm. on Mars, and now we, we're we releasing yeah. new things. So there's a whole new record. There's a whole new re- You've heard it, so I don't know why you're asking that question. Because we're I doing an interview. Like I know, ago. but like we're doing an interview, so like we're talking yeah, about yeah, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, jeez, um, man, you pull my... Like, well, yeah, and wow, it has been that long, hasn't it? Um, Maybe it hasn't been that long. I, I feel like I sent it to you, like, June of last year. It was mastered. I remember I sent it, I sent you the masters yeah. of it because I was like, it's finally done. Like, you know, uh, and like, I think the day that Chris Crummett, uh, sent me the masters, I was like, all right, I'm sending this yeah. to everybody who he's been doing a lot of master, uh, mastering work these days. It's pretty cool. He's, uh, I mean, not to make this an ad for Chris Crummett, but, uh, fuck it. Uh, he was so communicative. Um, he, was very reasonably priced. He did such a good job on it. Um, I, I can't recommend him enough. Yeah. Uh, the mix is Corey Batista, who did um, Die on Mars, um, and he is currently working on the new Contortionist record, which That's is sick. very sick. What's his studio called, or where's he out of? Is he he's, local he's, to you guys? He's in it. He's in. Um, he's in like East Georgia, um, near oh. Stone Mountain, if you know where that is. Um, I but, have no uh, idea. Yeah, uh, it's it's cool because we kind of got to come up uh, with him. It was really dope. Um, Diane Mars was, I think, the first full length he ever did. Oh um, wow! Yeah, uh, like fully produced and everything. We just made it in his basement. Um, and uh, yeah, he so he he was the mix on the new one, um, and he was he's so great. Um, you know, and I would be just like constantly giving him notes. Um, we, we produced this one together, just like we produced Diane Mars together. So, um, you know, I was, I was very, uh, behind his, like over his shoulder kind of backseat mixing. Um, when it comes to the songwriting in general, is a lot of it coming from you to start and then expands into the band or how's it go when you have, uh, like 10 people in your band? <laughs> we have, we have, uh, what was it seven, eight? We, we had seven for this record. Yeah. Okay. And, um, we're, we're sometimes eight live, uh, on Monday with Bill Murray, we were six. Um, that sounds cool. I mean, six is reasonable. Eight, I don't want to be in that van like at all. No, no. Um, luckily, we all, we've only done a couple shows with eight. Um, because, so, I mean, not to spoil anything, but there's a lot of saxophone on this record. Ooh. Um, our saxophone player, who he did play a little bit on Dial Mars, too. Um, his name's Rich Castillo. Um, he... Uh, he is playing a couple shows with us. Um, but we were like, listen, dude, the van is very crowded. Like you might have to like get yourself to these shows. And he was like, I don't care. I just want to do it. So I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Um, uh, we played with him for the first time in December and it went over really well. It was really cool to have him there. Um, that was just sick. To, you know, be further worshiping the Mars Volta. Um, 
When but, you guys show up, venues must be so pissed or like in shock where they're just like, what the we fuck? Try and, so- we try and be as nice to the sound guy as possible. Um, we're like, hey, listen, we are a lot and we are going to be as easy on you as possible. And like, just, I, I promise you, like, we're going to get through this together. And like, you know, we try not to be nuisances. Um, yeah, I mean, we are not the most fun band to mix like live. I, I totally get it. I can only imagine, it. you know? Yeah. Well, as far to your, uh, sorry, looping back to your songwriting question. Um, yeah, I, I'd say I'm about 90, 80% of the songwriting. I will write a demo and then I will bring it to everybody else. Um, you know, I can't play drums, so I program them. Um, in a, in a get good drums, shout out, uh, what kit do you use? Uh, I go back and forth between the Architects kit and the Periphery that, the one kit. kit. The One Wonder kit or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that one, um, but the Periphery 4 kit has like a new metal snare, and I Ooh. love new metal snares. So I, okay. I, I use that primarily. So I go back and forth between the two. Um, I program the drums. I, I write the guitar riffs, and I... I, I I'm not great at writing bass riffs that don't sound like guitar riffs. So uh, our bassist yeah. Jackie is like the most incredible bassist in the world, and uh, we'll write like some crazy Les Claypool shit over that. Um, and uh, then Sam, our drummer, usually uh, is like, "Hey, I, this is physically impossible to play, uh, so I'm going to play it like this." And I'm like, "That works. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Hey, you should play it." Um, yeah, and then uh, Amber, our, our violinist, um, we usually write all of her parts like together, um, and just figure out how we can either like complement the guitar or harmonize with it or use her as more of a synth. Um, yeah. So, were you a cursive fan? Are huge, you a cursive? Uh, huge? Because I They're, definitely hear a lot of like domestica style oh, stuff dude. in the wow, uh, yeah, in the in the vi- like the just in, especially in. Um, the new single, like the yeah, it's definitely got that like um I don't know, it's it's sharp. It's it feel I don't know, it's, I love it. I love the, it. The um, Ugly Organ was the first album I ever bought with my own money. No shit. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So cool. my my dad yeah. had my dad had uh, my dad's a very big part of my musical taste. Um he had the recluse. Like just downloaded just that song. Oh, um, and I was like, "What is this? This is so awesome!" He's like, "It's this band called Cursive," and he's like, "They're a small band, so you should you should buy their album to like support them." And I was like, oh, "Okay, sure." Like what I didn't, you know, name too, you know. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And and in my head, I was like, "Well, every band's famous, you know. What is a small band?" And he was like, "Well, no, they're like on a small label." And I think my dad found them because of Bright Eyes. Like they were both on Saddle Creek. Um, Oh yeah. And, uh, dads love bright eyes. Anyway. Uh, I loved bright eyes. <laughs> I love bright eyes also. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely like monster sized emo kid. Like, yeah. In, in middle school, like all I wanted to be was Chris Caraba. And Dude, I still, hell yeah. yeah. I mean like I'll never be that handsome. Um, but disagree. Yeah, I love disagree. that. Disagree. <sighs> Don't even come on. Chris Caraba's goaded, but 
yeah. continue. So you got the ugly organ all I got your the own, ugly organ, and amazing. I was like, this record's... I, I don't think I really understood it when I was that age. I was probably like 10 or 11. Um, yeah. And I was like, this is so awesome. And then, like, rediscovered it when I was, like, 17 or 18. And I was like, holy shit, this is so fucking good. <laughs> like, I was like, I... I love, I loved it even more. Um, and, uh, what's funny is Maddie and I just saw them, um, on the Thursday tour. Ago? No, they, they had a one-off date in Atlanta without Thursday. Um, oh, cool. and we went to that with, uh, with the Appleseed cast and it was so awesome. I mean, I, it was, it was my first time seeing them and I was like, God damn, like this band just does not miss. Um, I love I that they're love still making records too. Um, Same. Yeah, I think it's awesome that they are still at it. Um, there was one time we were playing the old Masquerade, and we were at the coffee shop that's, like, across the street from it. Um, like, up and to the right, kind of. There's, like, that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know, one of the few things that was close to it. Yeah. And uh, there was another band in there, and we were getting coffee, and they are like, oh, you guys are in the one room? And we're like, yeah, you guys, yeah. Oh, what band are you? Oh, we're Fit for a King. What band are you? Like, oh, we're the Appleseed cast. And I was like, cool. <laughs> That's fucking sick. That's so dope. I mean, yeah. they, you know what's funny is they're like, I, and this is no slight on them. I'm not meaning to be mean to them at all. They're, I've seen them accidentally, like, multiple times. Like, I've just been like, yeah. Who's, who's playing this stage right now? And they're like, oh, the Appleseed cast. And I'll, like, turn to my left. And I'm like, motherfuckers, again? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they kind of just pop again? up, you know? But. What's funny is I, I, took my, I took my little brother, who, like, had never been to, like, a local show before. I took him to the Cursive show. And nice. uh, he, like, had such a good time. And during the Appleseed cast, he was like, who is this? This is so awesome. And then, like, Did a Jeremy week later, Enoch play? No, I wish. I wish. I mean, dude, I don't, I don't care where that sunny day reunion is, is coming. I'm, I'm not missing a single. Oh, uh, big um, facts. Yeah. I have to go see that as well. Um, yeah. No. I think there's a lot of people who have been itching for that for a long time. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm too young to have seen them in there. You know what, though? I tell, you, so. I tell you one thing. He's going to do that, and every show is going to sell out, yeah. and he's going to go, all right, I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go. Wait. He gonna go. Wait. How much? How? How much? How much money do we? Do we need? <laughs> how much is this worth now? And we'll go. When I was a young man, this was not. Yeah. How, yeah. Wait. How? How bad do these motherfuckers <laughs> want to hear in diary? Wait. I made a million dollars this year. If I do this twice. All right, bitch, let's do it three times. <laughs> now, Jeremy Enoch, if you hear this, what you won't, because you are, again, you're goaded. Um, yeah. The true OG best songwriter, bald man, you know, far superior to Billy Corrigan, even though I do like Smashing Pumpkins. Um, if you hear this, it's no disrespect. Get the fucking bag, bro. Get the fucking bag. Get the fucking bag. You have earned that shit, man. (laughs) Like, you have earned that. Go play Coachella. Go headline fucking Lollapalooza or whatever. Do it all, bro. Also bring Off-Road Minivan on tour. Um, 
My band's way too bad to play with them. Well, well after this new, not, after not the next record, off road minivan, okay. okay. third guitar. Carson um, joins us, third guitar. <laughs> I'll just, I, I, uh, I have two new songs that are um, mixed. I have to, I'll, oh, sh- I'll send them yes. to you. Fuck um, yes, please. But they're very, story. very soft. It's um for the next. I like thing. your soft shit, buddy. Thanks, man. I I like writing the soft, soft stuff. Yeah, the next thing it's gonna be split up into like chunks, kind of where there people will see how bipolar I am, and they're sure, just like, sure. you know, why have you know all the same stuff repeating all the time? Why right, can't I do yeah. lots of stuff? Um, well, well, dude, like my favorite Glassjaw songs. Some of my favorite Glassjaw songs are the soft ones, like. Yeah. People people love to be like, oh, Trailer Park Jesus is boring. And I'm like, you're boring. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know. Sounds amazing. Again, I think that part of it. So I went and I saw the Story So Far tour last week. Sure. Uh, last yeah. Friday. And that band Mom Jeans was playing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of those bands where, you know, when I saw the name or like heard of it, I was like, I think this is how people view like off-road minivans, like where they're just like, this is dumb, you know? And, <laughs> and I see the band name and that's kind of what I thought, but man, yeah. I, I'm, I'm at the bar, I'm getting my drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start and I hear the crowd react to the first song and I'm like, the fuck's going on here? You're right. And yeah. I get back. And I start watching, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Everyone, awesome. everyone loves this fucking band. Oh, yeah. they were incredible! Like, what a band! Like that drummer, whoo! That whole band so was good. great. Bass player was great. The show was great. They were super tight. It sounded amazing. How we, relatable, though. Yeah, and the lyrically so relatable, They're and that's why so awesome. many people can sing that back where I think at the time when Glassjaw came out, uh-huh. there was a group of teens and young people that were so angry and had no idea yeah. of how to relate it, where they were so tired of hearing the sad side or the like the the dashboard side or the Thursday side where they're like, no, I want the like, yo, I'm going to kill this motherfucker side. Yeah, definitely. And that was like that. Like, man, I've never been as angry as that. At, yeah. At that time for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. What a band. We we uh we played with Bomb Jeans in 2017 at a house at a house show. Um, and now they're for, huge. Now yeah. they're enormous. Yeah, yeah. Shout out them man. for uh, tolerating but, our band in 2017. <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. That's and to, you know, I I guess the bass player is also one of the singers in Just Friends as well. Yes, yes, yeah. Again, super cool band and like just way to have your finger on the pulse. I guess, like, yeah, for these sure. People just know what people want to hear right now, and mm-hmm. it was a very eye-opening experience for me where I was like, hmm. It was kind of like a void where I was like, am I a boomer? Am I old? What? It, <laughs> why didn't I get this? And why do I get it now? Because yeah, 
it, because it, you're seeing it, younger people react it, to it. Yeah. And then in listening to the recordings too and stuff like that, I was like, you know what? I think things have gone so digital. Mm-hmm. People want some fucking real shit. People, uh, dude. There's no click track on the new Fit for a King album. It's crazy. Everything's raw, baby. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> you got me so excited. I was like, no shit. No, um, no, we're still, we're still to the machine. Um, that's okay, though. That is okay. That's it's okay. part of us, you know. We but, can't, we can't all be car bomb, dude. Hey, car, car bomb not playing to a click is the most psychotic shit. In I the was world. actually just listening to Car Bomb yesterday, and I was like, this is. M- Music too, non like it's, it's music number two. Yeah. <laughs> like you gotta have like, I, like if you showed Car Bomb to like Lou Reed, I think he'd explode. You know? Yeah. What I mean? it's, like, I don't, yeah. What? 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 What, what is this? <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, what a band. Um, but again, fuck all those bands. Let's go back talking about your record, your new record, the record okay. that's coming yeah. out. Please. Um, so you recently announced a signing as well. Now, are you still, uh, uh, Tom is your manager, but you're not putting Tom, this out yeah. on Tom's record. You're putting this out. Yeah, on that, is, that is the situation. Um, Moniker, we, right? Uh, Monarch is how it's Monarch. pronounced. Yeah. Okay. Um, although, you know, you remove the vowels from something and it's like, Hey, if someone butchers it, it's yeah. You know, that's, you know, that is what it is. Um, yeah. So, uh, we did everything with modern statics funding. We recorded this record with their funding. And then Tom was like, I think I'm going to shop it around so that we can like, you know, pour more money into this and stuff. And, you know, cause Tom was like, it's too good for us to just like put out, you know? And I was yeah. like, I agree. I appreciate you saying that. And, um, we shopped it around a lot um, to, you know, other labels that maybe were a little bit more uh, recognizable in name and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the equal visions of the world and that kind of thing. And, you know, not yeah. to talk shit on them at all, but um, no, I mean, I know I had talked to solid state about your band. Stuff. Oh, dude, thank um, you so much. But that, that means a lot. Um, they, well, they already, were, about you us. know, yeah, they already knew of you. And I think, um, or interested in you guys, but it, it, I think it, it's one of those things. It's more in your court. Yeah. Um, well, and also, you know, we're not Christian enough for that, but, uh, yeah, well that's, they're trying to lean away from that. No, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm joking. But, <laughs> hey, you know, just love Jesus a little bit more, bro. Come on. I, listen, I love Jesus. I, I do. I do. You may hey. not realize it, but I do. Um, hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a subject for a whole other podcast. But, we'll do that another day. Um, yeah, we'll 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 Facetime about that or something. Yeah, um, we can do that. I uh, I actually never really get uh, too religious on the show. I try to keep that away from the right, show yeah. for that purpose. Where it's like, <clears throat> there I've definitely been fans of the band that have contacted Kirby and been like, Hey, have you ever heard Tuck's show? Like, do you know the things he says Oof, there? Yeah. And you know, he'll be like, yeah, you know, Tuck's his own man. He does his thing. Like it's, you know, it doesn't, I, but my explanation for it was always like, well, I grew up in a more of like a New York kind of religious thing where it's uh-huh. like, you know, mobster, hey, killed the guy, fucking seven <laughs> Hail Marys. Go fucking, to confession, hey, hey. fucking, hey, I'm good, buddy. You know, I will. I, 
You know, I didn't mean to disrespect you by stabbing you in the face, but you upset me yeah, when you yeah, looked yeah. at me wrong, you know. But sure, yeah. 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 And so well, I, uh, not to say that I've ever done anything like that, but you know what I mean. So, well, I mean, yeah. I, I, again, subject for another podcast, but yeah. I, I grew up in a, in a uh, Christian cult, I guess you'd say. Oh, that's cool. That it sounds was, pretty sick. sick. And, you know, by some, miracle of i guess you I, I guess you'd say god or what have you but uh i am still spiritual and still religious not in a very traditional sense but definitely yeah i, I would, you know I, I guess i would call myself a christian but i'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure where it would we'd probably yeah i'm samesies uh yeah. i think what i would explain myself as these days a lot of people wouldn't necessarily call me uh a Christian, but a, like yeah. you said, let's talk about that some other time because, um, you <laughs> I know, like I, I think there is, a, yeah, like in there, yeah, it's, it, I, it's not something that you can like lightly, uh, dip your feet into. I think when you're taking no. on subject matter like that, you've got to really like run with it. Um, but we anyway, were talking about we, new yeah. signing funding so, was coming from actually from modern static and Tom, um, right, but, and um, we yeah. pitched it to to Monarch. Monarch was E one at the time. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, we pitched it to E one, and and Tom was like, "Hey, I've never gotten a response." Like he's like, "I've I've pitched records to E one for like ten years, and they've never responded like this. Like they responded to your record." And I was like, "Yeah, I wonder if it was with Scott Lee too, where I know um, Scott been, been doing some work with them." Uh, what's funny is I was talking to. Tom Lovejoy from Vatican the other day. And he was like, he was like, Hey, Scott just told me that he's CC'd on all your emails. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Oops. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've, I've not, I haven't really ever talked to Scott Lee. Very but, nice. Um, team. Oh, I bet. And, and I love what he's doing with all of his bands. He, a lot of our friends are, are working with him. So I, I'm, I'm very happy that he's treating our buddies. Right. Yeah, um, between his management and doing downright, and you know, and um, also man, you know, uh, or having the label as well. Dude's busy, busy man, but busy, busy man. Yeah. Um, so Tom was like, I think that E One has been waiting for a band like you guys, and they want to, you know, put a hundred percent to you guys if you're willing to put a hundred percent into you know this rollout and everything. And I'm so obsessive about our art direction and about our records and about, you know, the concepts of our records and all this stuff. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm 110% into this. You know, I, 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 my main goal with that was is to, you know, make, you know, classic records. So, um, you know, I, when, when we talked to them, it seemed like they were really, really on board with everything and they gave us a good deal that, you know, looked looked good to us that was better than all the other deals we had received and i was like yeah fuck it let's do it um and uh yeah so we signed with them last summer um and they then changed over to monarch and that held up like everything like them like changing over all the all their uh branding and whatnot um uh, because they got bought by somebody um oh yeah, so so they changed over from E1 to Monarch uh, in the process of us signing over. Um, I think the first band they so announced... So E1 is Monarch? E1 is now Monarch, yes. That's correct. Wait. 
Yeah, buddy. I did not know that. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, interesting. I like that brand a lot more. Yeah, definitely. The Monarch sounds cooler. It sounds badass. But, so, like, um, E1 Heavy, that whole thing doesn't exist anymore. No, and I think the first band to announce that they were on Monarch Heavy was Rolo Tomasi, and it was like, oh, shit, we're on the same label as Rolo Tomasi. Let's go. Like, you know, it was, it was yeah, a really cool thing. Um, so, yeah, um, we signed to them, and, and uh, you know, it, it took a while to roll this record out. It, we, it'll almost be the two-year anniversary of us going in to record it here in a couple months, which is fucked up, uh, cause we recorded it, you know, almost two years ago, but, uh, you know, it's, it's finally coming out and I, I think that we timed it right. You know, we waited a long time, but, um, you know, it's, it's coming out and I'm, I'm super stoked about it. I, I think that it is the best thing that I have ever made. So I, I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Well, I hated it. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's bad. And I think everyone will agree that they're like, well, that one song, a brief article, was pretty good, but the rest of it was not. Uh, so, it was dog shit. Yeah. yeah, so thanks for wasting my time. <laughs> That's what their response will be like. Wow, cool. What did you What did you tweet after you hear it, heard it? You were like, this is not a record for dumb people or something like that. Yeah, I well, yeah, your band is, you know, it's big brain stuff, which sure, is I guess cool. So. You have to like it's a ride. It's that uh, and that was part of like what we started talking about when we saw each other in Atlanta, which was your yeah. band is this interesting mix of yes, there is grindcore elements and there is this chaos and and mm-hmm. you know, but it's also you're like a festival band. You're like this big rock band where it reminds me of the Foxy Shazams of the world and stuff like that. Where it is, yeah. Well, if I saw you at Wawapalooza or you know, some monster size festival or one of these Danny Wimmer rock festivals. I think, you know, I'm going there with the intention to see the pretty reckless or butcher babies or uh sure. fucking five finger death punch. Hailstorm. Fucking yeah. hailstorm. And I got a fucking beer in my hand. I'm a little buzz. I'm walking mm-hmm. by. I see the fucking callous Dow boys playing. Yeah. Tell me that is not the most interesting thing that I saw that day. And I'm not going to go and be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I watch this shit and I fucking, maybe I get in the pit, maybe I don't. But I watch that set. I forget whatever I was doing. Yeah. And then yeah. my day continues when that band, your band is over. And Yeah. <clears throat> There are some people who will listen to your band and they'll go, that's fucking grindcore band, whatever. And they won't get it. Yeah, sure. But when I get what, you know, after talking to you more extensively too, and like where you're coming from with your songwriting, I think that's the ultimate goal for the project, right? Is like, 
being able to tie together those worlds of like an alternative band, which D- Dillinger was able to do that to a pretty yeah, good no, extent sure. where they played large festivals and stuff. Um, well, but I mean, the goal still, of the yeah. band is to, the goal of the band is to like, you know, and I don't, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but the goal of the band is to, is to like play Coachella. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, the goal of the band is to, is to, be the Foo Fighters of, you know, experimental rock music. Yeah. So like, you know, no, I never feel like silly saying stuff like that because it's so important to have grandiose well, dreams that are anything is accomplishable. Like anything you're like people that always just go, well, that sounds fucking stupid. They'd never get anywhere. They don't because they don't yeah, dream. No, I mean, and, and not to, I'm not going to name any names, but when we were like a week after Diane Mars came out, me and someone from who sings for another, you know, chaotic screamo band, I was, we were talking about ion dissonance. We we're talking about that band. Bruh. Amazing band. Yeah. And I was like, man, I would love to play with ion dissonance. And he looked at me and he goes, dude, your band will never play with ion dissonance. And I was like, fuck you. Like I, I was like, I was like, you know what? Just for that, I, we're going to be the biggest band in the world. Fuck you. Like, why would, you, why that. would that person think you would never play with Ion Dissonance? That's a great question. That's a great question, Tuck. I, I wonder that to this day. I wonder that to this day. Again, not going to name any names, but very, very bitter thing to say to me. And it, I'm that petty where I'm uh, not only are we going to play with Ion Dissonance, we are going to play with much, much bigger bands than that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, yeah. Like, I, what I, what a weird dickheadish thing to say. I mean, you know, I get the like, you know, if I say like, man, I want to play with Metallica one day, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah you're a fucking dumbass. That's never going to happen. But Ice Night Kills just did it, so that's pretty fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing is. If you're, if you're, you know, I think that a lot of bands, the mistake that they make is like, they're like, oh, maybe we can be like as big as this band and they're talking about like whoever the slightly bigger local band is. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm looking at bring me the horizon and I'm looking at Deftones and I'm saying, we're going to be as that yeah. as big as that band. And even if we're not, we're going to land somewhere near it. Absolutely. You, know? you want to know what's funny is, uh, so I've told the story on the show probably yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. So say it pretty brief. Uh, one of the f- uh, few times I saw Ion Dissonance was um, it was nights like these. Ion Dissonance, Bring Me the Horizon, and Barry. Oh Dead. my god! In, uh, <laughs> That's in awesome. yeah, it was uh, in the loft in Poughkeepsie, New York. Well, like oh my god, what year was this? Two thousand eight. Whoa! Something like Shit. that. I was playing was that the my- first time. Bring Me was was in America. I believe it was the second, first or second. Holy um, shit. Wow. And That's yeah, awesome. I was, it was my first show playing bass in this like metal core band. I was like filling in for, and I was just like, what is a bring me the horizon. And <laughs> then my, then I learned, I learned, um, but yeah, no. that, these people do like the ceiling and the bar is not like set by any person or individual. No, it's, it's, it's set by uh, yourself. It's, yeah, it's 100% exactly, man. Set by and, and you know, it is really cool to see what these like the knocked looses and dance Gavin dances and bring me the yeah, horizons absolutely. and all these bands um, are able to accomplish. Um, I mean, Code Orange just played Coachella and like, 
I watched videos from that set and it was awesome. Did they really? Yeah, it was so cool. They like, played Coachella? Like, yeah, it was so cool. It was so awesome. They made exclusive merch for it that said Coachella. It was sick. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. Isn't that wow. dope? Like, why, why, like, if they did it, like, why can't Loath do it? Why can't we do it? Why can't, you know, fucking knock loose? No, do anybody it? Like, can do it. Anybody I, can do I it. I do. Dude. I do believe that. Um, yeah. It's, awesome. it's pretty cool to see. And I think that where that starts too is encouragement. Absolutely. I think. And, and you have been so encouraging of, of our band. I, I, that was like. Thanks. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like you and Tom Williams were like two people. I was just like, he's great. Holy shit. Like Tuck and Tom, like our band. Like This is so cool. That's <laughs> well, very sweet of you to say. One of the things that I, with the show that I do always uh, want to keep it kind of centered around is advice for up and coming bands where your band is in the place now where like there's definitely a momentum to it you've gotten Mm -hmm. signed you know the record's gonna come out you're gonna start doing a lot more tours bigger tours and all this shit is building and one of the things that i think that has helped the band tremendously to get all that going was the brand now you've said that you did not come up with the name but you guys knew it was great oh and yeah oh absolutely now, when it comes to the brand and like how you guys have kind of been able to grow uh the band did you know that the 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 name of the band was so shocking and um maybe it, slightly witty enough that as long as you put it out there, people will click. Um, Yes. The way I knew it was a great band name was because I created the Twitter account just at Callous Dowboys um, before we'd ever practiced or anything like that. Um, And my aunt, because it was like registered to my phone, my aunt, Sarah, who might hear this. I don't know. It might, I might've sworn too much for my aunt, Sarah to listen to this, but I love her. Um, we were getting lunch and she was like, I got a notification the other day that, uh, one of my contacts at Callus Dowboys was on Twitter. She was like, is that you? I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to start a new band called that. And she was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, perfect. That's how I know it's going to be. a good Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> She's like, that is so stupid. And I was like, cool. Awesome. Well, I guess that's certainly one way of viewing it. I mm-hmm. I would say it's one of the smarter, better band names I've I, I've heard. Thank you, thank and you. And I think that if you heard that band name and the band was a Manchester Orchestra ripoff band, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really connect to it the same. I guess so, yeah. But when you listen to it and it is as shocking as the title, uh-huh. then you're like, okay, now I'm like double like yeah. invested in what's going on here. Uh-huh. And then I feel I think that it leads to more where it, this was at least the process for me where I felt like it was okay, I see the band name. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Listen to it. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Next question is just, who are these people? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. 
you know, and you look into it and I definitely started to like interact with you online or like, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. just, and a lot of it was just prodding and Hey, what's your deal, man? Like what's, <laughs> what's going on? What are you trying to do? Because I don't really know, but I'm interested in it nonetheless. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's at this point, I don't know if, uh, it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do, when I see projects like that, I do just to like approach people now and kind of just ask that, like, Hey, what's your, what's your deal guy? And I don't know if I hope it doesn't come off as rude. It's just such a sincere interest where it was funny. I met a person recently and we exchanged like, you know, Instagrams or whatever. And they were like, uh-huh. wow, you follow 4,000 people. Like that's a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I like a lot of shit, dude. Like, yeah, like, no, that's is that you and weird, I, you know, you like, and I are of the same mind with that. Of like, do you do you ever find yourself saying like that multiple movies are your favorite movie, <laughs> or like yeah. that multiple bands are your favorite band? Like, I, I I I dated somebody who was like, every band is your favorite band. Well, like, yeah, I have I, like shit, I have like, one favorite band. Mm-hmm. But they've been the canceled, and I can't talk about it. The Callous Cowboys. Um, hey, buddy, it's okay. That favorite band is the same favorite band as mine. So. You know, and I'm not going to talk about it because hey, I don't. Hang on, maybe I can. Did I did I show you this? No, oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if you can see it. Well, I'll. I'll text oh, you I about love it. it. Yes. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, edit, this I, out, edit this out of the show. <laughs> uh, no, no, I didn't. We're not recording the video, so they don't know. Yeah, they, they don't, don't know, know, and yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah. I just saw my bare stomach. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. I'll show you my. I can't. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I do. When it comes to movies, it's a more of like a top five thing. I think when it comes to music over the years it's evolved i've always had favorite uh-huh. bands where yeah, like there was sure. a time period where it's thrice there was a time period where it was the starting line it's time period where it was dashboard confessional you know uh-huh. and, and then now it's just this like eclectic mix but i think <clears throat> my favorite i get really um attached to records i have yeah, to listen same. to an album in full the thing that i am so, I can't do playlists. Um, I cannot do playlists. I haven't tried, uh, which is kind of weird, I guess. Um, if I I'm just trying to don't... sleep and I like throw on like one of Spotify's like ambient playlists, sure. Yeah, but um, but the War on Drugs last album. Oh, uh, dude, that album's so good. I yeah. If anyone too, if if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to try this band, go watch their Tiny Desk. And um, yes, it is so phenomenal. And that's just that's just what I want out of music is I want to achieve creating a piece of art. And I think that that's what oh. you're doing with Callous Cowboys oh, and why so many people are able to gravitate towards it. Because when you listen to Die on Mars, you have to listen to it as a whole. You can't just like, you don't just listen to a song and then be like, oh yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm, you know, you're not bored. Yeah. You're not going to go like do something else. You're going to finish that story. You want to yeah, hear no, it. For sure. And yeah. I, I think that that is like, like whenever I listen to Die on Mars, because I mean, 
listen, if you're, if you're not playing in your favorite band, like what are you doing? I, yeah. I love listening to our music. Yes. I, I don't, I don't care. But, no, absolutely. Um, uh, when I listen to Diamond Mars, like I, I am sitting there being like, ah, man, this is like too long. But then when I listen to the new record, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you know, the new, the new record might be one of my favorite albums ever. Like it might be in my top 10. It is. Well, that's a good thing though. And it's funny you say that because there are some people who pull the like, well, I hate listening to myself or I hate listening to my voice or whatever. Like me, no dude, there's a reason why I do a podcast. There's a reason why I love like singing bands. Like I think that's why you're so successful. I I think that speaks to why you're so successful is because you have, you know, confidence in yourself. Thanks. I like it. And I think if you, if you find that you, you know, if something makes you happy, then that Mm -hmm. is what's most important. I think people overthink too much about what they think is good or not good because there's a billions of people on the planet the yeah. chances are that someone will like what it is that you have to oh, offer. Absolutely. It's like yeah. love. You know what I mean? People get so bent out of shape about no one's ever going to love me. No, someone will. You just haven't found the right person yet. So yeah, stop right. like getting so caught up on fucking some silly dickhead that's being mean to you. Like go out there, put your bait out there and yeah. go get yourself to that big fish. Go get the good stuff. Go yeah. get the good Somebody going to love you out there. Absolutely. Even though you're fucking stupid. It's terrible. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah. That's I'm just kidding, so guys. True. I'm just kidding. Someone will love you. Um, 100%. no one gonna love you or not do. Sing uh, it, baby. What's that band of horses song? Um, aren't they know? from Georgia too? Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm also seeing them on <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> really? Yeah. So there's a, there's like a cool festival that's pretty eclectic with the lineup here called Shaky Knees. Um, oh, I've heard oh of that. shit. Sorry. I have, I have this tuner. Do you need a middle C by chance? Yes, please. Okay. There you go. That's a middle C. Um, I, I'm just futzing with it cause I'm autistic, but, um, yay. Yeah. Um, yeah, this festival in Georgia this weekend is like Godspeed you black emperor, uh, green day, uh, nine inch nails, band of horses, uh, death cap for cutie. Like it's such a sick lineup. Um, and, and we're, we're going this weekend. Is this one I'm day, so the whole weekend. It's a, it's a weekend thing. I mean, and also Sounds great. I've never seen nine Inch nails and they're like one of my favorite bands. So I'm, I'm so I've seen them for that. like three songs and it was very cool. Three songs. It was like they were playing in one part of uh, like a. We were in Vegas, and it was like uh, cool. one half of the casino they're playing at, and we're on the other end. And then, you know, we was got that, done. Was that Psycho Vegas, or was that no? A they were he- like headlining a show. It oh, was okay, them cool. and um, uh, the Jesus and Mary Chain. Oh yeah, and, that tour. Yeah, and it was like we got done, and we we're like, can we? Do we let's go try to watch Nine Inch Nails? And we just yeah, like yeah. kept going That's up awesome. to security. And be like, can we walk up these stairs? And then <laughs> like, you know, we're sure right. fit for a king. Yeah, <laughs> you was, oh, you guys are fit for the kings. That's my favorite rock band ever. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's like that, the, just this might not be podcast material. I'm sorry. Who's like the weirdest band you've been on a festival with? Like that you were like. 
this makes no sense. I never thought Fit for a King would like be on a festival with the Dixie Chicks. Well, I don't know. There's those, you know, we've only done a couple of those rock festival things. Yeah, like, um, like Welcome to Rockville shit. Was. Yeah, like, I don't, you know, I guess, like, it would be, like, the Pretty Reckless or stuff like that. But then at okay. the same time, I guess the weirdest show, but it was also really, really awesome, was this one Halloween. Uh, we did a Halloween show with um, Motionless and Twisted. And Yo. and uh, honestly, like, I, like I'm a Motionless fan. I was very excited for that. But Twisted, yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't know really what to expect from this one. Those Bars. dudes were so nice. They yeah. were so nice. <clears throat> Their manager is super nice. I've gotten to work with him a little bit outside of it um, with Feature Next Up. Man, those guys fucking rule. The show was awesome. Their fans were great. It was such a good time. That was probably the weirdest thing. But at the same time, what a good experience and would gladly do it again. Have, have you all played The Gathering? Have you played no. The Gathering? Uh, we did get an offer to do this, like, traveling ICP tour thing. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but we did not uh, accept. <laughs> so, um, which, it wasn't, like, no, nothing against. I, I think their shit's really cool. I think they got to stop touring because, like, one of them is, like, hurt or yeah, something like now. Yeah, dying, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I you know I wish I could play a show with them. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I want to play the gathering so badly. I, I think you guys should play the. We should both go play the gathering. We together. should both go play the um, gathering of the jugglers. Well, so I don't keep you too much longer. When's the record coming out, pal? August. Um, okay. We just filmed another music video uh, for the next single, um, which will be out while we're on this upcoming tour with limbs and gray Haven. Um, shameless plug. No. Yeah. Um, what are the dates for that? Just roughly. Hold, hold up. Hold up. I got it. <laughs> All right. It is. Did you get it before I did through June uh, 24th? Yes. The third. So yes. we have That's a single coming tight. out. We have a single coming out like right before that tour. So, um, Will will I see you on that tour? Are you are you gonna come to any of that? This is what we I might them. be home for one of those first two shows. Let me look Very if that's cool. when we're in Very Australia cool. because we're going to Australia. Yeah, plug your shit. We're gonna play with Alpha Wolf in Australia Fuck and yeah. I've never been to Australia. And it's Dude, been that's awesome. Fun. That's you better, you better send me a picture of you with a damn koala. If I'm I don't get a picture to. of you with a damn ko- koala, I'm, I'm going to be very I sad. will, I promise. I also really want a um, a flying fox, because that would be amazing. That's my oh, that's ideal badass. pet. Yeah, if yeah. I could have any one pet. Sneak it through security. Yeah, it'll be easy. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, we have that coming out, and then you know we're, we'll do a third single, and then album in, in August. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have that, that limbs and grave and tour is like basically full U S and then we have another full U S in October. Um, that's going to kind of be the tour for the record a little bit. Um, and, uh, I'm really excited for that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it, man. We're, we're doing it big. We're touring a lot. I, uh, great. Yeah. I, um, 
I don't know if you've experienced this, but like, I, I do not have a day job anymore. Cause I'm just, I'm not going to be able to have one because <laughs> we're doing yeah. so much shit. No, I don't. Um, that's awesome. It's pretty cool. I'm a fan. Haven't had uh, one for a couple of years now. Um, luckily it just, it was a similar thing where, uh, when I joined the band first, I continued working at like restaurants that I had worked at before. I was yeah, in the yeah. band. Then yeah. I started working at merch now in between tours, um, just like packing orders and stuff, which was fun. I was a terrible employee. I was very stoned all the time. Yeah, uh, it was bad. Was I, a, I'm a. I've been a terrible employee at pretty much every place that I've worked. Oh, at, same, so. same. Yeah. I'm awful. The only thing I've ever given a fuck about is this. Uh, yeah, so. no, same. I mean, yeah. I I don't really care about being good at a day job. I don't really give a fuck. It made <laughs> well. It made me. Yeah, that kind of. It made me less. Not what I don't know how to phrase it. I maybe less present or like just bad at doing everything uh-huh. else until the music worked. Like once the music started to work well, then I was like, okay, like I can be a better partner. I can be a better friend. I can be, and I don't think I was necessarily bad at those yeah. things, yeah. but it, when it came to push came to shove where someone would look you in the eye and, you know, want that real honest response of like, it's me or the band. It was it's always, like, well, it's, it's the band. It's yeah. the band. Like you're yeah, not, you're not screamo. Like you're hot and stuff, <laughs> and I care about you, but you're. But you're not screamo. You're not, so you're not screamo. See, so. I was, I was in a position. <laughs> I was in a position where I, I really thought, you know, I, I, it wasn't like a, it's a, it's a, it's me or the band thing. It was like, I was like, no, 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 I can do both, but I can't do both. <laughs> like I, I, you know. Just very realistically, it's like, ah, man, shit, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it, this is, I know, I've known that I've wanted to do this since I was 10 years old, and I'm not going to stop for, for anybody or anything, so. Well, I think that's pretty beautiful, man, and I think that you uh, are certainly doing it and crushing it, and, you know, kind of, you know, to wrap things up, I think, when it comes to your band and your project and part of why I was so interested in, in talking to you and meeting you and then now have become such a fan of your band is it is this culmination of, you know, we have a cool brand and idea, right? And the music uh-huh. is unique and it's beautiful and it's artistic and it's got like so much such an ebb and flow of like chaos to beauty that keeps you so attached to it but you know when people question to themselves and you know this has been like a kind of consistent thing of trying to get people to think about and this this is something i do with my own project like seeing mom jeans made me almost want to scrap the whole new off-road record because i was just like (laughs) Maybe I'm overthinking this too much. Maybe I'm overthinking things way too much right now, but people might have that with your band where it is. Sometimes you don't get to to plan and calculate something that is well-timed and unique and fresh where yeah. you seem to have this thing that is well-timed, unique, and fresh, but it feels so sincerely placed within this moment where I think that there is a time that's starting now and like in, you know, it's funny on your last record, you make a joke about you guys will break up by 2028 yeah. and you won't because your band's going to be fucking huge and yeah. that's going to be super cool. But um, 
It's so funny. Yeah. I, I listened back to Diana Mars. And I'm like, wow, I really hated myself. Like, like that is like, you know, but the, the honesty like, so you have that thing yeah. that, you know, I was, I was having, you know, when it comes to like the mom jeans and stuff like that. And you ask yourself, what is it that makes, um, you know what, I, you know, I'm actually going to plug something real quick. Do There's it. the Sumerian records. They have a show on YouTube Dude, right now. I, I've seen the first two episodes. Dude, same. It's, okay, it's you watch it. I, I can't wait to text you about this. <laughs> okay, but I will say Bishop Briggs. Um, yeah. She wrote that song, Like a River. Yeah. By the way, Bishop Briggs, Bishop Briggs, I don't know what your situation is, but if, you know, I, I will cross oceans for you. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, we won't. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Woman. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but she was talking about to one of the contestants and talking about um, songwriting. And she was like, you know, some of the best advice I got was, you know, writing lyrics that make you so incredibly uncomfortable. You know, yeah. make sure that you're pouring your your soul out. And like it was it's one of those things where when I watched mom jeans and I watched this person sing these songs I was like oh you fucking mean this shit like yeah, I think absolutely. you really really mean this shit and yeah, I think that you have that same thing where oh, dude, thank you. there's no like you don't just spend so much time to fake this fucking eight person insano grindcore screamo yeah. opera band it doesn't it's yeah. not you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't waste your time. No one's that psychotic. They're no. just psychotic enough to make the Cowboy Style Boys. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't fake it. Yeah. I, I mean, I am a psycho, but like in a in a way that is, I, I hope, artistic. Um, and uh, you know, it's I I I can't lie. You know, I I can't get behind a microphone and pretend to be somebody else. I have to be. Me, no, you've got a thing that makes someone want to admire you, and it's Thank very you. cool. And I, I have been very much so enjoying kind of like creepily watching your band the last two years, oh, and now man. getting to like meet you in person and create more of a friendship. And uh, I'm very yeah. excited for the future of the Callus Dowboys. I just think it's one of those bands that. Uh, you know, if I had to put money on some shit and be like, yo, it's like band's going to grow and this band's going to be fucking real big. Like I'm putting, I'm putting some cash down on that motherfucker. Well, Hey man, I'm, I'm going to make sure you make your money back. Dude. It's I'll be, I'll be good. They're like, it's like you guys, <laughs> it's like static dress. It's like exquisite. Oh, Dolaire. We got some gloom in the corner. We got some bands popping. Mood ring. Crazy mood. Ring. Dude. I fucking love that band. I had Dude, Hunter yeah. on the show a bit ago. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, no, we uh, Hunter's Hunter's a buddy of mine. He's man. so awesome. Yeah, what an artist. Uh, that band is fucking incredible. One I listened to um, a lot. Uh, out of like people I've had on the show. That's definitely one of the ones that like most secretly. It's like, oh I, no, dude, I listen to your band like a, a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. so I don't I don't know if the new single is out their newest single is, is out or whatever, but like, um, I, he sent me the song that they, uh, just released or are about to release like a couple months ago. 
And I, 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 it would be like embarrassing to tell him how many times I've listened to that song. <laughs> like I would yeah. like, I, I like have it in my Dropbox, just like ready to go. And I'm just like, oh, Dude's time, a for, machine. time for new moon ring again. Yeah, dude. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Just an absolute beast. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard the new Vatican record at all, but he did some I, uh, work on that that I was like blown away by. I was like, holy fucking I, shit, dude. Wait, did he work on some of it? Yeah. He, um, he, I don't know which tracks in particular, but there are a couple that he is involved in that I was just like, God damn, dude, cool. like you killed this shit. Well, so cool. I did listen to the two singles for the new Vatican and um, I didn't know that they sang in the past. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's a new thing. Mike, Mike Sugar's their new vocalist. He was in that band Church Tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually just hit him up to ask, uh, and ask dude, him to be on the show. You, you should all, all has he hit you back? Yeah. I'll, he said I'll, he's going to do it. So okay, I guess cool. now we're putting it into the show. So he has to oblige. Otherwise yeah, everyone no. knows. Mike no, Sugar's, yeah. I was, I'm very excited. Mike Sugar's is one of my favorite human beings alive and we don't even really know each other that well. I just like, I love talking to that guy. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, I don't remember if it was him or Tom from Vatican that sent me their new record, but when he sends it to me, like I listen to the opening track and it's like this, like, and then Mike does like a vocal cue into like the first verse. Um, and the second it hit, I like rewound it like five times. And I was like, Oh, I already know that this record is going to be unbelievable. It's oh, that's so sick. Dope. It's so dope. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. I, I'm so excited about that record. I, and now I might have to go ask him for it before I do the interview. Um, that sounds great. I, I'm very excited about that band. They're one that a um, couple guys in my crew had been like, yo, you have to listen to this. And yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, as like a liking the older metallic hardcore, you know, true metal core shit. It was like, Oh, I, f- I fuck with this band. Uh, but See, the I, new singles I, are sick. I've, so good. Yeah. I, I like talking to you because similar to me, like you just like things yeah. and it's nice to be like around people who aren't like, I can put together a list of shit that I hate though. If you want, um, we can do another cross. We'll do three episodes. We'll do another episode on religion right. and then we'll and do then an episode where we just have a list of shit that we, uh, we don't really fuck with. Like, I don't really like green olives. I don't really like green olives either. Um, I don't like pickles. I love pickles. I had three uh, pickles yesterday. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think they're a great snack. Um, I love cucumbers as well. Cucumbers uh, aren't bad. It's pickles I don't fuck with. Other stuff um, I don't like. Um, I don't like uh, fucking... Um, I don't like movies that Jared Leto is in. Yo, actually, you know, I like American Psycho, but... Um, okay, all right. I like American Psycho. Uh, I, like, I don't like Requiem for a Dream. I never watched it because I don't want to watch someone kill themselves. That's not fun. Yeah, like I want to, like I want to watch some murder shit. Like I want to sure. watch some straight murder shit, but I don't want to watch it be like sad, depressing murder. Sh- like, have you seen the Northman yet? No. Go see it. It's so I don't. Here, I'm it's slowly so getting out of my bubble. Like okay, I, yeah, yeah. I only watched It's Always Sunny and Seinfeld for the last like two and a half years. Damn. Because I am fragile and <laughs> I, uh, like, you know, my wife, she would put on like 
you know, fucking American Idol or something like simple. Like she would put on Grey's Anatomy, she like simple shit, and I would just cry. Cause I just Damn, couldn't dude. like I broke during that shit. <laughs> I no, I did not. I, I, I had to. I had to keep myself in my bubble. So that's what I mean. Where like I find these. It's like um, you know that War on Drugs record or like a Black Mile. Like I find these things that are very safe for yeah, me, yeah. and I can stay in there. And this is my happy little bubble. This is, this is and my I'm nice okay. Yeah, yeah, because I just don't. Um, <laughs> I I know that it's important to like communicate things and to let things out, and I do um, try to do that, and especially like with my relationship and my partner and stuff like that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like I also know myself well enough when I'm on like it's that like you're welling up and you're like I'm just not just don't yeah just don't yeah. do it like I'm just not trying to go there right now. There's no sense mm-hmm. in doing it. Um, yeah. And now I'm finally able to like start watching stuff again and like be interested in things. There's still like a few things I'll have to like, I'll put on and I'll, I'll have to turn off, but you know, it, so so you're not good with sad shit. I don't like sad. I like murder. Like, here's the thing. Like I don't, I can do like that. (laughs) Like I, I don't, I can do that. But if it has anything to do with like, I'll put it this way. This is how I think about life. Where I'm like, okay, cool. Having a pet. Sounds Uh fun. You know? I've had them. They're great. Love them. Loved every one of them. Till they fucking died. And then I didn't. And then I was really sad. And then you go and you rinse repeat. And you do it again. And you spend a bunch of money. Or my parents did. For me to love this fucking creature. In order to teach me what mortality is. But at the end of the day. I think that that's like a great tool. And there are a billions of pets. So like sure. It's like adopting a kid. Why wouldn't I just get one of those dogs. That's sitting in a fucking cage. That's rotting to death. Because someone else doesn't fucking love it. I could love it. But then I'm going to love it for 8 to 10 years. And then it's going to fucking die. die. And I don't like. Why? Why? would i do that to myself but you do it to yourself because the temporary time like yeah it would be great but at the same time like are the memories worth it where like yeah this is i have a hard enough time calculating okay well if i go on tour for x amount of time how many hangs do i get with everybody else like how much time do i get to spend with like my grandma and shit like that that's the fucking real shit man and that i have just enough time like, yeah. I don't know if I have more because it's so fucking precious. And that's yeah. where, like, to wrap this whole thing up. Please. That's just where people don't, like, when they think about their passions and what is important to them in this tiny little fucking window yeah, of bullshit that you get. Of, of, of time that you get. That's the difference between you and them. Uh-huh. You spent your time on that thing that's in your soul that you know that is so important to you that you had to work on it day in and day out to make it work. And nothing else really matters and money doesn't really matter and relationships are important, but like only to the extent of like, well, you just can't get in the way of this dream, this thing that I am creating here because I know that it is important. And for all those listening that are just continuing to ask themselves the questions of, well, what's the thing that's holding me back from having this to work for me right now? Do you have that passion? 
Yeah. Because that is the continuing motivator. I think that will always help someone to prevail over top of others is that like, no, I will give my entire everything to make this work. Absolutely. But, and, if, and, if, and if you're listening and if you're working a job that you hate, it's, it's not fucking worth it. Go, go do what you want to do. Quit. Quit it. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like you have one life. You have yeah. one fucking Well, life. and a lot of people have never just taken at least just a year. Yeah. To devote, like, obviously it's hard to save enough money to, you know, devote yourself, to, you know, one whole year to like, uh-huh. but no, you like work Uber Eats and stuff enough to pay a bill and like get by and stuff like that. But have you ever just really devoted a year to yourself? Have you yeah. ever devoted a time to yourself to say, well, what happened if I tried to, you know, reach to that, that next, you know, level of happiness for myself? And I think if more people did it, there would, it's a fact. If more people tried to do that, more people would uh, be happier. They I would, think so. They would achieve those things more. But, dude, um, do you have anything else you want to plug? We got the record coming out in August. Um, you got tour coming out with Grey Haven and Limbs, uh, and that's going to be in June. Everyone go and make sure you check out those dates because they're going all over the fucking country. So there's definitely yeah. one near you. And if you don't go, it's because you're a punk bitch. Anything that's else? That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I make uh, my my side hustle. I uh, if, if I can plug this. Yeah, I of make- course. I make rap beats. I make, I, I score movies and podcasts and commercials. Um, please, please hit me up. Um, I, would, I would love to work with you. That's very it. interesting. Oh, that's yeah. cool. All right. Well, shit. I saw you share a beat online the other day and I didn't know to the extent of it, but I love it. Um, Carson, hang on one second so I can properly say goodbye to you off the air. But, dude, thank you so much for your time hey, today. Thank you and so I, much for having me. I hope you had a good time getting tucked, buddy. Oh, buddy. Getting tucked. The highlight of my week. Yeah. All right. That was the show. Thank you, Carson, for joining me this week. What a fella and what an incredible band. I'm so excited for everyone to hear your new album. Ups na- uh. All right, that was the show. Thank you to Carson for joining me this week. What a fella and what an amazing band. I'm so excited for everyone to hear your new album. Up next is Kyle from Brand of Sacrifice. And it's a real sweet chat. Can't wait for you all to hear it. Thank you all for listening. Wish me luck as we go and make these new videos. Wish us all luck. Wish the band luck. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. We have great ideas and it's going to be beautiful. I'm so excited to show you all. And as always, God
saying. They sure look like octopuses to the class while they were painting trees. You said that in my dream, she exclaimed. Believing her experience to be nothing but a subconscious escapade. She then realized her response was also part of the dream. 30 years later, she felt this way 800 times over, like she had been here before, repeating the same actions day in and day out. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.